Praise God. Well, I want to speak to you for a while th th today on, on uh, a subject that you gave me. Do you change? <laughs> redirected me in. And, but I was wrestling with two messages, and I kind of settled on one until uh, I got redirected here, and now I'm going with it. And, and I really, believe me, that doesn't mean I don't feel like I have the mind of the Lord here because I knew both of them are right. And so this is where I go. In Romans 14:23, I'm just going to read I'm just going to quote part of that verse that probably everyone in here can quote. It says, "For whatsoever is not of faith is sin." Now, that's a strong statement, church. And and right now some of you are feeling guilt. You know, honestly, because who in here has always had absolute, unshakable, unmovable faith and never doubted? The answer is nobody. <laughs> That's the truth now. That, that is the whole truth. And so when we, when we talk about this, uh, I want you to understand, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin is a very conclusive, simple statement. And it is, the Scripture is leaving no room for unbelief in our lives. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, no room for unbelief. Now, now we're going to deal with it. Don't worry, I'm going to get you out of the mully grubs. I, I realize that when we start dealing with this, everybody's going to say, well, oh my goodness, I've, I've doubted this. I've been fearful about that. I, I'm afraid of spiders, and I'm afraid of snakes, and I'm a afraid of whatever. But, but I want you to understand today, I'm not going to let all of our little idiosyncrasy stop me from preaching the Word of God. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. That's pretty plain. We don't have to have an interpreter to break that down for us. Amen. And if it is not of faith, it's missing the mark because sin is missed to miss the mark. What is the mark? It's what God has said for our life. So if you're not in faith, you're missing the mark that God has set for your life. And God's got one for your life, for my life. Amen. And it is a life of faith. And if we have unbelief, we're just simply missing what God set for us. The place God wants us to go. How to get there. Amen. Yielding to fear. Yielding to fear is sin. Now, peace be unto thee. I recognize I'm going, I'm going to dig some stuff up. Somebody just go, dig, preacher. Here I am. Doesn't really matter. Amen. It's simple. Succumbing to fear is probably responsible for stopping God's people from obtaining God's promises more than any other single thing in their lives. Just succumbing to fear. It's why people won't witness. It's why, why men and women won't go start churches and, and, and reject calls. It's, it's very real. It's, it's a lot of times it's why you sit in the same place in the same spot every Sunday in that pew because nothing's ever got you there so you feel safe there. But the front row, forget that. I know something's going to get me up there. 
Amen. Now, you will remember a man named Jairus. He was a ruler of a synagogue. He's, he's got a 12-year-old daughter who had just died. And upon hearing of her death, now every parent in here, please try to absorb this. Word just came to him, trouble not the master, your daughter is dead. And so I know what went through that man's heart. It, his heart was cut through. His soul is shattered at this very moment. His emotions are, are just so torn at this moment. And upon hearing that, Jesus is standing there. And what does the master, what does our Lord, how does he speak and talk to this, this broken man? Listen to his words. Fear not. What? He says, fear not. Listen to him. Believe only and she shall be made whole. Now that's some strong words. You know, if I was his pastor, brother, I don't think I'd have said that at that moment. I think I'd have thrown my arm over his shoulder and started weeping with him. You know, you know what I'm talking about? But this is the Lord. This is the one that lets us know there's no place for unbelief in this. There's no place for you doubting in this. You got to trust me. You got to believe me. And so the Lord looks at this man shattered, broken, this man that's ready, that's wishing it was him dead. The Lord looks at him and says, fear not. Believe only. Now, 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 now think with me. Think with me just a little bit because this is, this is very important, how the Lord's dealing with the situation. Amen. Only implies Unbelief's got to go. Fear's got to go. Your belief must override your fear right now. Jarius, your, your belief must rise. And what's stopping your belief? Because he says, believe only. What's stopping your belief is fear. Because he precedes it with fear not. So fear fights faith. And it, it hinders faith in you and I. And so believe here uh, means we, we must commit this situation to trusting him. Jesus is saying, let your trust overcome your fear. I'm talking right now to you. You listen to me right now. She shall be made whole if you can hear what I'm saying. Amen. Now, we're, we're in this same boat, whether we realize it or not, because something's going to happen to you. Something's going to hit your life. It can be a doctor's report. It can be a death report. It can be an IRS report. It can be a pink slip. Something shatters your life. And you know what? The first thing, emotion that hits us most of the time, fear. Sure it is. 
It's fear. Fear. What am I going to do? My life is my life is just broken right now. Everything is coming apart right now. What am I going to do? Well, amen. I've got a word for you. Belief must override your fear. I've been through this before. God's been faithful to me. The one that did it can do it again. I'm going to trust God. We're going to give glory to God right now. We're going to lift our hands. We're going to praise him because the God of yesterday is the God of today, is the God of tomorrow. And with our God, nothing shall be impossible. We've got to get a hold of this instead of the situation. Now, in Revelation 21 and 7, it says this, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and, uh, and, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Now, think with me. Those who have one eternal life in Revelation 21 and 7 are simply called overcomers. We're overcomers. What are we overcoming what is to be overcome? Amen. Amen. One thing every Christian must overcome is fear. Now, listen, the next verse tells us what they overcome. But it says the fearful and unbelieving. And he goes on, the abominable murders and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and liars and shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. But that's what they overcome. But notice the number one thing Christians must overcome is fear. And number two, unbelief. Unbelief. Amen. Now, why is this important? I'm telling you, it's very important for you and I. Not only for, for having favor with God and walking in this place of faith with God, but it's so important in this world we live in. Is anybody recognized that there's a lot of chaos going on and that what was once considered to be normal is not normal anymore? I mean, this world's nuts. They don't even, they're calling right, wrong, and wrong, right everywhere. And somebody's got to stop and say, wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. I cannot let this affect my life. Amen. Young people, hear me. Hear me. This is not just an old man on a soapbox. I'm telling you today, I've seen this world. I've watched it go breakneck speed in the wrong direction. Somebody's got to say, I haven't seen it, but I believe it. The Word of God is right. I accept truth. I accept the Word of God as being correct and make your stand. Amen. Amen. Now, it, it is so important for us to overcome our fears. How do we do this? Let me tell you how you do it. You confront fear head on. Now, let's talk about it just in the natural. If you're afraid of heights, go out there and go skydiving. Do a little mountain climbing. That's what it looks like. If you're afraid of water, go take swimming lessons. Go on a cruise for crying out loud. Do some whitewater rafting. You confront fear.
head on. Amen. In the natural. You know, I, I grew up um, grew up with horses, and uh, we, had, we had one horse, and I'm a young man. I'm 14, 15 years old, and, and the horse's name is Apache. And Apache is a, he's half Arabian and half Tennessee Walker. And Patsy's a beautiful stud horse. And, and he's never been broke. And uh, he's got attitude oozing out of every pore on his big body. And so this horse scares me. Anybody ever been around a wild killer stud horse? Well, if you don't have some fear of them, you are not in your right mind because they can kill you. They are mean. If they can't bite you, they'll kick you, and they'll tear anything down to get to you. Well, this, this, this is Apache. You know, and, and Apache was, uh, was a beautiful horse. So my dad hires a cowboy to come break him. And so cowboy comes out, and he's got the western garb. You know, he's got the right boots. He's got the right hat. He's got the right vest. And he... And he climbs up on this horse that I saddled up. I got him in the barn. I did the dangerous work. I saddled him up. I got him, I got him ready. Got him out there in the field. Got him, got him anchored. And uh, the cowboy gets on him. He's never had anybody on his back. And so I don't know if you've ever seen a horse do this, but, but those legs go like this. And he turns around and looks at this guy. And he's thinking, what do you think you're doing? Well, this guy kicks him, and he just, he doesn't even flinch. He just looks at him and gets a little more angry. And uh, he kicks him again, won't move. So finally, he takes a, I don't know whether it's a switch or a strap, but he slaps him on the rear end. Boom. And Apache launched into orbit. And when he hit the ground, in one movement, he was doing 45 miles an hour. And Cowboy went right off the back, got his foot caught in a stirrup, was drug 100 feet on his face, bouncing. Foot come out of the stirrup. He's laying there. We all run over to him. Of course, the horse, his tail straight up in the air. His ears are straight up, and he's prancing. You know, he just whooped a cowboy, and he's proud of it. And, and cowboy, look, his face looks like a, folks, it's a mess. It's just all blood tore up. And uh, he's in shock. He can't talk. He can't move. He can't respond. So it's get cowboy in the truck and get cowboy to the hospital. And so we got cowboy out of there. And, uh, and dad looks at me, and he says, <clears throat> He says, go, go drag, drag that horse in the barn. And he says, and put a different saddle on him. He told me what saddle to put, him on, put on him. And he says, let him wear it for three days. And so I go get the horse. That's a challenge. And uh, you got to bait him with food. you got to do, do everything you can because he he's not going to listen to anybody. And so I get a saddle on him. And I turn him loose. And he's out in the field. And Dad and I are standing there watching him. And he's bucking. He's going at it. He's spinning. He's bucking. And he breaks the girth on that saddle. And that saddle, I watched that saddle go four or five times his height in the air spinning. 
and coming down hit the ground. And I'm standing there thinking, ain't no way you're ever going to get me on that horse. I am scared of this horse. Everybody say, he's afraid. You better believe I am. It's because I got a good mind. I'm, I'm scared to death of this horse. <laughs> and so, so dad saw that. I saw that. I saw it and thought, oh, my Lord, you ain't getting me on that. Dad laughed and said, get him in, put another saddle on him. I got him in. I put another saddle on him. Turn him loose. He wore it. He wore it for, I think, two days. And then dad says, go get the horse. Bring him up here. Put a bridle on him. I do. I bring him up. Patchy, stand here. I've, I've got the horse, and you just got to know how to handle him because he's a handful. And I got him, and I've been around horses a lot. I've rode horses a lot. And so I'm standing there. I got the horse, and the next thing I know, my dad grabs my back of my shirt collar and my belt and throws me on top of that horse slaps him on the rear end and yells, hang on! <laughs> Boom! Man, here he goes. And I am telling you, now, I couldn't, I couldn't think. I am in total fear. My legs are locked in so tight. There's none of this cowboy stuff one hand in the air with me, pal. I am both hands on that pommel. I got my legs locked in. I don't even have my feet in the stirps. I, I, when you're thrown on a horse, you don't have time for that mess. And here we go. And Buddy Apache, he, he did his number. He spun, he bucked, he turned. He, he did everything he could do to get rid of me. And when he stopped, he stopped like this. And he looks at me. He spins that head around. And I can still see that head turning in those white eyes. And those ears pinned back on his head. And boy, is he upset. And, uh, and now he stopped. I, I think I took my first breath and my heart probably started beating again. And I'm, I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden I think, well, we're already on him. We can't stop now. And I kicked and, buddy, here he goes again. He just takes off. And he's, now, now listen, listen, I'm just being honest. Somebody needs to call protective services on my dad. My, that man ought to be locked up, folks. <laughs> if he's alive today, I'd have a real talk with him. But on the flip side of that calling, dad taught me one of the best lessons I ever learned in my life that day. And that's you tackle your fears head on. My fear's not going to rule me. I'm going to rule it. My fear's not going to break me. I'm going to break my fear. I'm going to ride it. I'm going to break it. I'm not going to let it win over my life. I can't do it. And Jesus looks at a man that's shattered and says, Fear not. Believe only. And she shall be made whole. 
I'm telling you the miracles of God, deliverance, salvation, whatever's needed in this house is going to be found by somebody that'll just believe God no matter what. Embrace it, grab it, and believe God. Amen. But in the moment, in the heat of it, that's about the hardest thing there is to do. It's the truth. Amen. You know, you got to trust God. Trust ministry. Trust the church. Even when people aren't all together right. Hey, there's everybody in this church. God so loved the world. God so loved everybody in this church. There's people in here that are just getting started. There's people in here that are long established. You know what? God's church is not perfection, but you got to trust it. You got to trust people. You got to. Amen. Um, trusting. It tops fear. It's, it opens, it launches people into the things that God would like to do in their lives. It launches miracles. You want to see your daughter live? Believe only. Fear not. Put the fear out. Man, don't think he wasn't facing fear. I would have been. You would have been. And the Lord just looks him right in the eye and gets to the bottom line. There's, there's no gradually working into this one. He just hits him right up front with the bottom line. Amen. And so what's it look like? I'm telling you what, what it looks like. In a church, it looks like pastor calls an outreach and says, says we're going to go out. We're gonna, I don't know what you guys do. Let me, not, let me not go that route because I don't know what you do, what you don't do. Let me just do some of the things that I've done. You know, I'll call, we'll call outreach, and, and uh, I can't tell you how many times we're, we're in a suburb of Oklahoma City. You, you can look out on a high hill, and you can see downtown Oklahoma City. We're about five miles, uh, maybe as the bird flies, four miles out of downtown Oklahoma City, okay? You've been there, Ryan. You know exactly where we're at. And, and in our, just that, that little suburb, there's 30,000 people. Uh, we knock every one of those doors. We'll visit two square miles in, in another city beside us and, and three or four square miles in another city beside us. And, and we're, 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 we're going out and we can do it in one day. We, we have a massive outreach and everybody comes out and, and, buddy, we just canvas, we canvas, we canvas. You say, oh, my goodness, people don't like that today. Some. It never fails when we do it. We're going to get some phone calls or get something nasty. Usually from a lawyer. I'm being honest. And, uh, but you know what? Who gives a rip? Fear not. We're after people. We're doing the work of God. 
We're acting like Jesus. We're just going out to where they're at and trying to touch a life for Jesus. Boy, it got quiet in here. You know, I've done, we've done some crazy stuff. We, we, you got, a, got some land out here. You know what? We've, two times, we've thrown up three times a tent, big old massive tent, have a tent revival. You know, we threw up a tent out there uh, right before COVID. Haven't been able to do a lot of this since COVID. And we threw up a big tent out there. And 1,500 people from the neighborhoods came to our tent revival. We did a block party. I went to the grocery store and I said, now, now I'm talking about fear. I'm talking about fear. Does anybody hear me today? I'm, I'm talking about overcoming fear. So I go to a grocery store and it's a, it's, it's a homeland. And I said, to, hey, we'd like to use your parking lot. You've got a lot of big parking lot. I'd like to use it. I'd like to throw some blow-up toys out there. I want to get some music out there, have a Christian concert. I want to set up and give away food. We plan on feeding a 1,000-plus people. I'm going to give hamburgers and hot dogs and free drinks, and we're just going to love our community. And so this, this homeland manager says, you know, I kind of like that. When you want to do it, a Saturday, okay, okay, you got permission. So we canvassed. We let everybody know we're going to do it. We had 2,000 people show up in that parking lot. They, there was not a parking space in the grocery store parking lot, and it's open for business, and I'm nervous. I am. I'm nervous. In fact, people filled up all the other business parking lots around. We had cars everywhere. I'm sweating bullets. I'm thinking, I'm praying, God bless these businesses. God let these people. And then I get the microphone and say, look, I want you to bless these businesses. Uh, you're using their parking lot. I want you to go in and buy something. Would you do that for me? <laughs> Fear's talking. Man, I'm doing it fearlessly. But fear's talking. Can we be honest? that we all deal with stuff. <laughs> and so, so here we are, you know, and, and uh, we, we, it was great. We baptized. I don't even know how many people we baptized. We baptized scads of people. We had two baptismal tanks set up out there. And, uh, and, and, and witnessing the people, praying with people, baptizing people, praying people through the Holy Ghost. And so we get done next day. Next day, uh, I'm sorry, that was, the next day was Sunday. Then on Monday, I go, I run into this, this homeland, and, I, and the manager sees me come in the door, and the manager starts toward me. And, and, and here she comes, and she's a very uh, uh, choleric, choleric, however you'd like to pronounce it, lady. And she just, she's coming at me, man. And she catches me just a little ways in the door. And she said, I came to work Saturday and could not find a parking place. I said, yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. And she, she, she looked at me, and she's got one of the sternest looks. This lady can melt steel with her look. She's that kind of lady. And she got one of those stern looks. And she looked at me, and she said, so the first thing I did this morning is I went back there, and I checked our books to see how we did. And she said, I want you to know we had the best Saturday we've had in many, many months. And from now on, as far as I'm concerned, you can do this anytime you want to do it. 
I'm telling you, God covers for you when you just put the things of God first. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. We're reaching a world. We're loving people for Jesus. Amen. 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 I want you to, I want you to repeat after me. Money is the easiest thing there is for God to do. I don't know if some of you even repeated it, but you sure did repeat it weekly. W-E-A-K. Money is the easiest thing there is for God to do. Money is the easiest thing there is for God to do. People, that's complicated. They got attitudes, emotions, past hang-ups. They got a lot of problems. But money, that's stuff. It's the easiest thing there is for God to do. Do you know what I'm talking like this for repeatedly, redundantly? Because I want to take away your worry and your fear about, oh my goodness, how are we going to make it? If he'll take care, if he clothes a lily greater than Solomon, if he'll take care of a bird and make sure that bird is fed, I'm telling you, my God's going to take care of his sons and his daughters. If he says I'm worse than an infidel, if I don't take care of my family, you think he's going to neglect me? Not on your life, my friend. Not on your life. He's going to do it. Fearless faith. Faith. You got to believe God. Say it again. No, 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 no. Money. Money's the easiest thing there is for God to do. Say it again. You better believe it. You better believe it. Amen. And boy, have I ever proved it. I have proved it over and over and over. God takes care of that stuff. Don't you worry about that. Amen. Amen. Jesus gave the apostles... I'm sorry, in a parable, he gave the apostles a parable, and he said, he said, I gave out talents. I gave one to one, and, and, and I gave out, you know, two, and I gave out five, and he, and he comes back, and he, he says, that one that I gave one to, you know what? He listened to that man's words. I was afraid, and I went and I hid thy talent in the earth. And Jesus said, you wicked, lazy servant, you wicked, slothful servant. You know what caused this gifted Christian to miss heaven? Fear. I was afraid, and I went and hid my talent in the earth. I was afraid. Think about it. I'm not letting fear keep me out of heaven. 
Anybody hear me? Anybody hear me today? Amen. Do you know this, this world pumps fear at you? Oh, my goodness, wanted us to be scared to death of the coronavirus. You know, worry, 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 fear, 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 fear. Sorry, it didn't happen around here. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I go to heaven. I mean, hello. Every time, every time they start pumping that fear at you through the media, you need to go, well, the worst thing that happens is got to go to heaven. Get to meet Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. That doesn't sound that bad to me. Amen. God's good. Now, if God's not ready for you, you don't have to worry about it anyway. He won't take you because I believe our life is in his hand. God's got control of my life. Where's your faith? Only, only, only believe. Where's your faith? We must embrace this. We must. Amen. How many gifted saints today are going to be denied access to the kingdom of heaven because fear caused them to hide everything God had done for them? Now, that's the Lord's words again. He does address this when he says, if you deny me, I'll deny you. But if you acknowledge me, you'll testify of me. They were overcomers by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Thank God for the blood. But where's our testimony? I'm not letting fear steal my testimony. I'm not going to let it do it. My God's been good to me. Let me just tell you what the Lord's done for me. He bought me with his blood, pulled me out of sin, made me everything I am today. To God be the glory. We're overcomers by testimony. Fear's not stealing my testimony. It's not going to do it. Not going to do it. Amen. Faith is not only the victory that overcomes the world, but it's the victory that overcomes fear. You've got to believe. You've got to speak. You've got to talk faith. You got to speak it. You got to speak it. You got to speak it. In the middle of your fear, do you know how you ride that Apache? You know how you ride that thing and break it? You start talking faith. Talking faith. Talking faith. Speaking faith. Praying faith. Worshiping God. Ride that thing. Break it. Break it. Climb on it. Break it. You're going to deal with fear your whole life. I don't care how macho you are, sir. Something can hit you and rattle your world. Paul said, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Amen. But it didn't stop him. He goes to Corinth. He's been beat. He's been beat with rods. This guy has been in prison. This guy's been shackled. 
This guy bears on his body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's walking into a new city that's given to idolatry. He's going to get up and preach. And when he gets ready, he thought, oh, no, what's going to happen to me this time? And he starts preaching. He starts witnessing. His fear didn't beat him. He beat his fear. I'm not saying we won't have fear. I'm saying we must put fear in its place. Come on, let's praise God right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness, it's, it's getting late and I'm just getting going. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna bring this thing down. You know, the challenge before the church today is, is to overcome all fear and intimidation that the enemy throws at us. Because do you see the spirit of Antichrist in this world today? And what does Antichrist use? Fear, intimidation, doubt, unbelief. Question God's word. Question God's ministry. Question God's church. Question God's authority. Question, question, question. And the, and the media is going to bombard you with that. And this world's going to bombard you with that. So the challenge before the church today is to overcome all fear, all intimidation that the enemy throws our way. And then when God really uses us, and he will, if we'll put that aside, God's going to put his hand on our life. And when God really uses us, we've got to realize all we are is an axe or a saw. Isaiah said, shall the axe boast itself against him who chops with it? Or shall the saw exalt itself against him who saws with it? All I am is God, God's axe or God's saw. And for me to say, boy, look how good I chop, look how good I cut, is really rather silly. Because the Lord does everything. We are just his servants, and we're just going to give the glory to God, but we're going to do it in faith, knowing that God will use us. God will bless this place. Now, I want to test your faith just a little bit. I know I said I was going to get out of the way. Look out. That's a dangerous thing when a preacher says that. What are you going to do when you got to build a new building? Because I look out there right now, and I see, oh, you're, you're approaching 80% capacity you know you, you might might be a little under it but you're getting right up close and statistics say you can't you can't you can go over it but you can't maintain over 80 percent capacity so what you gonna do everybody say money is the easiest thing there is for god to provide if this church would get that revelation, you wouldn't have any trouble. 
because God would start blessing your job, blessing your business, promoting you, supplying your need, bringing money from everywhere because when you know who gave it, when you know God's in charge of it, when you know it's all God's anyway, God just opens the windows of heaven and pours out blessings we're not able to contain. Amen. Well, I appreciate the 10 that got with me. I really do. Amen. And the rest of you need to get a revelation. I'm not wrong. Money is the easiest thing there is for God to do. Do you know what I just said? A word of faith. I said a word of faith. Amen. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Amen. I believe the word. Do you believe the word? I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Oh, my, my, my. My, my, my. Too much, too much. I got pages and pages and pages. <laughs> hey, you know what's happened today? Some of you got more faith right now than you had when we started. Some of your faith has went up like this, hadn't it? Anybody, anybody testify and say, that's true, preacher. That's true. Anybody here feel like your faith went up? Do you know why? I'll tell you why. Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And there's something rising in you, something coming up in you. Don't turn loose of that. Embrace it. Embrace it. And say, that's what I want in my life. Got to have it. Got to have it. Faith. 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 Now, who needs a miracle in here? Come up here. If you need a miracle, you know what you need. You know what you need. Who needs a miracle in here? Everybody in here got the Holy Ghost? If you don't, that's the miracle you need. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Maybe somebody says, says you know the miracle I need is not for me, but it's for my son. I want him back in the church. It's for my daughter. It's for my mother. It's for my daddy. It's okay. You can stand in and pray for other people. That's all right. God's good with that. God's really cool. That's good. That's nothing wrong with that. Amen. Brother Green, none of my family were in church when I came in church. But, but before they died, every one of them were in. Every one of them. Baptized my dad who was a, a, a confessed atheist, I think more agnostic, but, but Confessed atheist, baptized my dad in Jesus' name before my daddy died. Saw my mama filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. All of my siblings. God can do this. God can do this. I said, God can do this. Amen. Come up here, Brother Green. I need you up here. In fact... You preachers that I was with today, come on up here. Come on up here. These men of God, amen, amen. Men, are you men of faith? Are you a man of faith? I'm glad because I need men of faith. Are you a man of faith? I'm so glad. Amen. You a man of faith? Are you a man of faith? Good. Because you know what? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our 
faith. Our faith. Amen. Got to have it. Got to have it. Men, no, 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 no. You're going to stretch out across this whole front. Stretch out across this whole front. Amen. Hey, thank you for being led of the Lord in the words you spoke this morning. I mean it. Thank you. Thank you. You're a good axe. You're a good saw. And to the sawer and the swinger of the axe be all the glory. Amen. Step up to the front, right to that black line, that, that black line, gentlemen. Right to that line. Right to that. Now let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to I'm ask, I'm going to pray over you people, and when I pray over you people, these men are going to pray over you, and they're going to stretch their hands out in faith, and they're going to believe God to bless and answer. We can't, we can't know all of your prayers. We don't need to know them. Some of you don't even want to tell them because they're personal and private. That's okay. That's okay. God knows, but we can believe with you, and we can trust God with you. Can you believe? Fear not. Believe only. Lift up your hands right now. Begin to worship God. Give God the glory right now. Somebody give God glory. That's right. Give him glory. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, that, that elevates our faith. Thank you, Jesus. You're a great God. God, I've seen you do great things. God, you've done mighty things. Hallelujah. I worship you. I give you glory. I give you honor. Now, ask God for what you need. Brethren, believe in the name of Jesus Christ. My God, you see every petition that's coming before you today. I want you to move now. I pray healing. I pray deliverance. I pray salvation. I pray financial miracles. I pray God move in every way. Touch their body with healing. Touch their family with healing. Put life in the midst of their homes. Do it now in Jesus' name. Worship him now. Give God glory. Give God the glory. Men, go ahead. Move out and start praying for people. Step down. Lay hands on them. Step down, gentlemen. Lay hands on them. Lay hands on them. Lay hands on him. Yes. Come on, somebody, believe. Worship. Believe in Jesus' name. That's it. Worship. Believe. Worship. Believe. Give God glory. 